Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Neighbors Livecast. I'm Super Dave, a.k.a. Mr. Incredible, and with me, as always, are two of the coolest people I know, starting with our resident feminine energy, the personification of Black girl magic with a velvety smooth voice. Miss Aisha, how are you doing? Hello, David. I'm here. <laughs> oh, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, yeah. So uh, thank you so much. Well, I know you got some stuff going on, so I appreciate you, uh, mm. you know, still joining us this evening. Of course. And uh my man Honey Grand. Uh, I see I see he uh you know uh making use of his rights to uh <laughs> the, the legalized mm-hmm. cannabis. <laughs> Legalize it, Mike, what's it. up, brother? What's good, young man? How are you? I'm glad to be here, glad to have Miss Isha here. We have a wonderful guest, I'm excited. Young lady, yeah, let it definitely. flow. We, we, we are just winging it. Just just be yourself. We just winging it, Ma. Let your <laughs> hair down. Chill out, relax. I'm going to let my hair down, too, in a little while. All right. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to chill. Yeah, yeah. Get comfortable. We have a great show for y'all tonight. Because as you can see, our guest today is someone who I've known since... Well, I ain't gonna, well I'll say since junior high. It's behind <laughs> junior high school. Is, uh, oh, I met this young lady, and um, you know, since that time, she's not still in high school. But <laughs> I go back. You said junior high. Junior Boy. high, right? Like, she wasn't born in 1947, Dave. What are you uh, Come on, Dave. I'm not that Come old. On, I, Come on, I Grandpa. did stay back a few times, but not that. But no, nah, but um, but Ooh. so uh, <laughs> on her website, it says it describes her as an innovative editorial hair maven. And I think that's dope because I'm always looking for good ways to describe people. And I've never, when you find something unique like that, that that's just interesting to me. I love that it says that. Um, she's one of the premier stylists in the DMV um, and up and down the East Coast. She got her cosmetology license from the Paul Mitchell Beauty School. Now, Paul Mitchell is like a standard in beauty, right? Like, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Just uh, she's also a member of the Professional Beauty Association and the Natural Beauty Culturist League. She owns. Hey, it's a league. It's a league. Yeah, it's a league. She owns and operates a beauty and grooming service entitled Hair Creations Mobile Beauty and Grooming LLC. Um, you've seen her work in a couple of different places, from Sue Palka from Fox News, DJ Beverly Bond from Black Girls Rock, uh, countless fashion shows and expos. Vogue magazine, Essence magazine, V magazine. That's right. This is the name of few. Ladies and gentlemen, the incomparable Thank Toya Pinkney is with us today. And we're so glad to have her here. Uncle Thank you Uncle for joining Uncle us, man. We really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Definitely. Guys. Definitely, man. It's so good to have you here. I'm excited. Like we had a little conversation uh via Instagram last evening, and I was just uh, you know, telling her I'm excited to talk to her. Um and just uh, to expound upon it a little bit, um, I think it's important uh, that I always tell people that one of the reasons I do this show is to get people on here that I admire, that I see their grind and I admire it. And I want to uh, not just, you know, uh, get them accolades and get them that, you know, great job and that we appreciate everything that you do, but also have other people see they see, learn and grow from their stories. And so um yeah it's dope that you're here man i can't wait to talk to you uh be- before we get into it man we got a couple of, it's a couple of things going on in the city in the country in the world that we need to talk about and we're going to talk about them right now 
Uh, before we got on, we're winging it. So yeah, we're winging it right now. It's just go to flow. We're winging it. Okay. I don't know what you about to talk about. Most time we will not watch. You'll see. Watch. Go there. We might. We just had this conversation. We talked about your boy Lil Nas X. Your boy Lil Nas X. Anyway, Aisha said he just. Aisha said just his album just dropped. You said it dropped today. Well, I think last week, Montero dropped last week, yeah. Okay, okay. Is that his name, Montero? Um, I do not know if that is his name, but um, that is the name of the album, so yeah. Because, Mike, didn't you see the interview, the uh, the the Breakfast Club, the clip that you sent me, didn't Envy call him Montero or something like that? I won't lie to you. The clip that's in, that I sent you only encompasses the con- part of the conversation where he's expressing he's not being disrespectful to people's kids. He's yeah. saying, "Hey man, I'm not." He's saying, "Charles Barkley, I'm not. Your, I'm not your kids' role model. If I'm, if, I'm, if I'm your kids' role model, you're a shitty ass parent." So right. ultimately, that's what I sent you. You know. Yeah. He just yeah, said, "Fuck so- your kids," which I think is pretty awesome because some of the kids need to. Be- but but the way that's the way he puts it it, he puts it really really blunt and i appreciate that in the sense of him being honest and real it's just you know i am not mad at him i ain't mad at him you know i'm saying that brother working making some money doing this thing and you know i i I don't think i like it's the same thing about i think i don't know how we got into this already it's not about homosexuality or heterosexuality it's when it's overt that's my okay. problem. That's always been my problem. If you had a real sexual and you were over, you were a flirt and you were a slut or a hoe as a man or a woman, that that turns me off. And if you are a homosexual in the same, that repulses me. And I'm, I'm, what is? Okay. Um, crickets, so crickets. I hear crickets. My, uh, so the reason I brought that up though was to ask this question: Was do you believe that artists have a responsibility when they know that kids are listening to them to censor or either alter their work uh, in a responsible way to make it more suitable for young people uh, to to consume? You know, ladies what first. Ladies there. first. What do, what, do, what do you feel, ladies? What's, what's going on, Miss Toya? What would you think? So um, I would just say I think that it's a little over. It's it's a bit over. Um, and I just feel like it's been shoved into down the masses' throat, to be honest. Like, I'm not even going to Literally. I admire the artistry, and I do get it, you know what I'm saying? But it's it's almost like now, it it's to make it controversial, yeah, and it's right. too much. So that's my opinion. Understood. Isha, what you think? You think uh, artists have a responsibility? Um, no, no, I don't. I think that that's where the advisories come into play. Um, as a parent, certainly, you know, you have responsibility to monitor what your children listen to. Um, but in the same breath, you know, we used to listen to Akinelli and we used to listen to two live crew and we used to listen to Dr. Dre and, um, NWA. And, you know, these groups were literally the reason why we have the the warning banners that you have now on music. So um, it's slightly hypocritical. You know what I mean? It's just, uh, it's been packaged for the 21st century. I hear you. I feel like- I, I, I agree with her. I agree with her. In the sense of artists are absolutely in no, by no means responsible for what our, our kids listen to. I got a 13 year old little boy. His birthday is 420, y'all. 
Mm-hmm. His, father, his father smoked more weed than a little bit. You did. <laughs> and I don't do it great. I don't do it for show. And it, it's, it's part of my. Hey, y'all, y'all, y'all see me on this. I could be in a jail cell. You did. Right. It's my buffer, unfortunately. And when I found out he smoked weed, you know how I found out? Would he hit your stash? What happened? Hey, I will fuck him up. No, <laughs> no, no. I spot checked his phone this this uh-huh. weekend. Pick okay. the phone up. You know, I got a little girl. I got I got three girls and a boy. Mm-hmm. 16, 14, 13, and my little one's nine. Last year, spot checked my, 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 my little girl, and, you know, we had to address that. Spot checked him, and... This nigga got cheats. You know how I roll, and his, his, you know what I mean. And, and the thing is, it's part of it's his family. He has older siblings who are, are looking out out for him, and you know they get him a little bit of weed here and there, whatever. And I'm like, damn, he 13. You know what I'm saying? I'm not sure. I don't want you to steer him down that way. And on the flip side of it, I need him to be honest and and, and real and prepared for what's about to come his way. He 13. He's, you know, he's a young black little boy, and um, he's up against a lot right now. So. You have to spot, you have to be on your, like, the notion that you don't check your kids' phones, you're not in on the shit, you're an idiot. You, you It's your phone. What the, you bought the, you pay the bill and the phone. It's your phone. It's not their phone. Right. It's, yeah. Yeah. Privacy, privacy is when you pay for it and such. Like, you know, under your own address. And guess what? When I'm in your house, it ain't private no more because I'm stupid too. Fuck that shit. I'm your bird. I ain't never going to change. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but so, Mike, do you feel like uh, your, um, the fact that you smoke influenced them at all? I hope my son was born on 420 and my daughter was born April 1st. Okay. My biological children, my firstborn child was born on April 1st. My son was born on 420. Okay. That's that's God. He meant to be a pothead, but not yet. <laughs> not yet. I feel like I the Lord him, didn't decide your child was going to be a pothead, Mike. First of all, I'm, I'm cultivating a man. I'm not making, we have enough, respectfully, y'all, we got enough niggas. I'm tired of niggas. I want a man. These little these little girls out here are working their butt off to survive because they don't see no man, and they don't see they don't see a reflection of, of themselves in a man who's hustling and getting it. I'm trying to raise a man, and wow. I, I'm tired of niggas. I'm tired of niggas. That's that's, that's an interesting point. Um, I wonder if any of the ladies want to speak to that. The 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 lack of you know men. Out here, Toya. I'm gonna speak. I'm gonna speak on. I'm gonna agree with what he just said. That last mm-hmm. part, all facts, all, <laughs> all facts, facts. <laughs> Isha. Um. Well, yeah. I think that a lot of men are uh, have seen their mothers toil, and uh, their fathers are absent. So the idea of a woman, you know, toiling is not foreign. It's like what well, was good enough for my mom is good enough for you. And I'm like, pause. We gonna re- we we need to change, throw the whole script away, cause that's not what this life is about. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah. 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 I mean, I I feel like it's still uh, young guys out there. Oh, and that's interesting. That brings up a, a point. So, um, you know, I work IT overnight on on the weekends. Last night, I had a really interesting conversation with a young guy uh, that works with me. He's like maybe 23, 24 years old. Um, He's a real smart kid. He's one of the guys that gives me hope because you know we see a lot of ignorance out here these days, especially with the younger generation. But um, whoa, 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 whoa. But, stop, 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 stop. What's up? When you say ignorance, you understand. I don't know if we, I've ever brought this down to you. I take ignorance in its rudiment and in its rawest form. Okay. The lack of knowledge. You lack right, yeah. knowledge. I'm 100%. okay with you lacking knowledge. I'm not okay with your stupidity and your disrespect. 
Yeah, the so, so yeah, definitely. I agree with that. And the reason I use ignorance is because it's based in a lack of knowledge. It's like, and it's no, a lot of, a lot of them don't have guidance and things of that nature, but some of the young people that I've met on this job, they give me hope because it's like, it shows that it's another side of them. Like he's a smart kid. He's focused. He got his head on straight. We were having a conversation about, so he uh, married his high school sweetheart. You know what I'm saying? She is a, a chef and she's working at this restaurant. She's around the same age. And the the head chef at the restaurant who she's working under, a uh, renowned dude, a lot of people know him. He's really good at what he does, but he's an asshole, right? And so I was just looking at the difference between our generation and the ones before and the newer generation because she he was telling me how she had went to him a few times, like, look, I, I love learning from you and all this. I need you to be a little nicer. She went to him maybe three or four times. He didn't. She left. She, like, quit, mm. right? And I'm mm. like, that's interesting that uh, kids these days understand more about, you know, um, the importance of your sanity, of your... Your folks, your your mental health, just your and and respect. You know what I'm saying? I think then, because I think a lot of times we stay in jobs or have stayed, or I know people who have done it. You know, and they hate their job. You know, the generation of f that job quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I hate this man. Every day you go to work, and we were having that conversation, and then this morning the guy who came in to relieve us is an older gentleman. And he's of that generation. And he walked in. This is six o'clock in the morning. This dude is pissed. And it's like, how you wake up, man? I hate coming in this mother. Y'all need these niggas. They don't clean up. Did somebody move my chair? He was just went off for 20 minutes about a chair. And I'm like, you know, and that's the, the and I was t- telling the young dude, see, that's the. How old is he? How old was he? Uh, he's in his 60s. Well, he's close to retirement. So that's what the. No, he's got 40 some odd years of dealing with some bullshit with some lady in the bed who. Probably like he's asking what he want for dinner and shit, and always gotta make a little toilet seat up and shit. Constantly right. talking about take the trash out. Stop asking what I want for dinner. I'm 400 pounds. I'm gonna eat all this shit. I'm saying, Mike, he go off on some personal stuff sometimes. I'm paying no attention to Mike. But anyway, my point was that uh, <laughs> to that it just illustrated the difference between that generation and what that becomes. Like uh, what we learn from them about work and how like. I know a lot of people who feel like they have to go to work every day to a job they hate and uh, toil and, and, and pillage and stuff like that just to get, just to be responsible and make money. And that's not the case at all. And so I was really happy to see that some some younger people and more younger people more understand, like, I don't have to stay. I don't have to, this. I can go somewhere else. I can be, I can find what I love to do, find out how to make money from it. And, and live my life and be good. And so, and that's why I'm glad to have uh, uh, Toya here today because that's something she did. She, uh, you know, found something she loved and, and it's really prospering for her. And uh, yeah, that was just an interesting kind of, uh, cause you know, to see it right there in front of you, we just had the conversation about, you know, it's more important to be happy. Your sanity is more important than any of this stuff because if you go crazy or or die from the stress, you know, they just gonna hire another person, or you know. Toya, and then, Toya, have you had to navigate what he speaks to? Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes. I don't, I don't want you like cutting no throats or nothing, and I and we we want you to spill the beans. But moreover, when you say for sure, um, what did you? I mean, can you express what you experienced and, what, and speak to it to some extent? So. I mean, I'm sorry, we done got into the interview already. We done got deep. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I 
just feel like um it just it, you gotta create you you have to in my in my experience I've had jobs where I did not like it mm-hmm. and for a long time I just felt like I just didn't fit in I didn't you know my my you know it was like you too you you too loud you too ghetto too this you talk too hard too you talk too this you know what i'm saying i never fit i never fit into the mold you right. know for a long time i just wasn't me i couldn't be me right. and it wasn't until i i got into the hair industry where i just found where i could be me you know and so you know coming into like all them jobs and things like that it's just it was it was just a lot you know and um, you know, I just found something that I really truly loved, and it kind of gave me that sense of balance. Because then I had purpose. When I was when I was sitting behind a desk at, at the office, or when I was doing retail or working in a restaurant, it just wasn't me. You know, I had to right. you know, I had to fit into that. And so sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do, but at the same time, I found a passion that helped me to exude you know, and find my, my real purpose. So that answers your question. You like doing hair like that much for real? Well, it's, it's not so much as doing the hair part. Yes, it's, more about, it's more about um, helping women to find who they are. They're in a mm. rock star or they're, they're in a, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of women out here who suffer with, you know, low self-esteem or self-confident issues. And so, for whatever reason, I've I've had this passion to be able to, you know, share different experiences I've had and just bring that element of beauty out of them. So that's where you know that's what it's more so about than than doing hair. The hair is fun and I love the technical stuff of it, but it's really about you know showing women how to find their inner beauty. And that's what's needed. That's what's needed. That's. That's one of the best answers we've had on here since we began. That's dope. So since I Mike, asked the question, uh, I asked the question. Mike asked the question. Okay, but uh, since since Mike jumped into the to the interview, there are some things uh, that I that I want to ask you. Okay. For you. No, I'm just no. <laughs> okay. So um, I want to start by going back. You know, because um, you talked about your uh, you know, your journey, and I think it's important that people, you know, um, they see you know the level of success that you've reached, but understanding the journey and the things that you you know been through and made it through and survived and persevered is important because life is so much about the journey so i want to start at the beginning when you were uh with little toya pinkney when people were when you were a little kid and people would ask you what you wanted to be when you grow up do you remember what you would tell them i wanted to be an actress and a singer okay That's initially what i wanted to become Okay. When I grow up, I want to. I want to be a singer, or I want to be doing something on stage. That's what okay. I want. Yeah. And and you did that for a while, right? I did. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, and had some success with it too, from what I see. You know, a little bit, a little bit. So, was it that um, this passion of helping women find their inner beauty and their inner, you know, uh, their their authentic selves, was that just um more for you was that was did that just uh you know draw you more than is that what pulled you away from it or no i think um it just kind of came by happenstance um Mm. 
am a big um, drag queen fan. And so I had some friends who were in that circuit for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And um, I just so happened to be in the right place at the right time with uh, one of DC's own uh, mm-hmm. drag queens, um, Shaquita Lee, and she offered me the role of young Tina. Um, so okay. I performed at Howard Theater three times. Hmm. Um, and it was a great experience. It was like one of the best experiences that I, I ever felt. You know, it just okay. was like, wow, just being, just seeing how everything came together. Um, also, we performed at the, is it called the Ark? The Ark in Southeast? Not Southeast, uh, on 8th Street. What is that called? On 8th Street. 635, 635 8th Street, like, like you know, we get your food stamps and shit? No, I didn't know. It's a theater on 8th Street. I know, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So, oh, I mean, damn, I'm sorry. I'm cool. That's right. I'm like, anyway, uh, go ahead, Toy. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that was, that was one of the best feelings, seeing it all come together, mm-hmm. um, getting a standing ovation. It just, wow. you know, it just did something for my, for me, you know, for my confidence which also helped me behind the chair too. Okay. Uh, so, nice. yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Is that so, how you discovered your passion? Say again? Is that how you discovered your passion? No, that's not how I discovered my passion. My, my passion was discovered by a trauma and I just kind of moved it. I used that. Turn it to, to a positive. Yeah. I used that to kind of fuel it, you know, um, into what it is now or what, what it has been. Yeah. You know, when I went on the website, okay. I'm a guy, right? I'm a guy. Are you? Your, <laughs> I'm about to talk about your mother, man. You know what I'm saying? Please, please, please. This is going to turn into anyway, something anyway, else now. Anyway, anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Ask your question. Oh, man. guys. So when I, when I go on the trip, I'm like, so elegant and pretty. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm ready to show it to my wife because it's all elegant and pretty. So I mean, when you go on the website, what do we find? It's it's fully pretty and and, and professional and, and and smooth. So what 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 do we find on your website? And where and, and like you know, shout it out, like get it out let's, now later on. So, okay. let's go. so um, my website is www.toyapinkney.com. And so right now it's just generalized. I'm I'm working on some things behind the scenes, get some things in place. But um, yeah, I just wanted to kind of showcase what it is that I do as a beauty professional. Um, right. you know, so right now, it's just a professional website. I got some other things in the works, but yeah, that's what I wanted. I mean, I didn't have anything for a long time. So right. during the pandemic, I just decided to focus on the website. And this is the revamp version of what I created last year during the pandemic. So I heard the terminology. I, I heard mobile. So you mobile? I'm mobile. Yes, I am. And I it's am probably mobile. a necessity given the pandemic and whatnot. We're just giving so, the hustle and the grind, period. It is. So how I how I um how how I came into that was um that happened kind of like during the summer of 2017. Um I got asked to do a wedding. And I made a lot of money this week for the wedding. I mean, that weekend for the wedding. And I was like, damn, I could actually do this. Mm. And um, it was a great experience. I took that whole summer off just doing straight weddings. 
And then I got offered an opportunity to work on a platform to be able to go to people's homes, offices, and hotels. And mm-hmm. so that's how that's how that was kind of created. So I just kind of set the the tone with my business moving forward as a mobile service. Brilliant. Yeah, just being adaptable. You know what I'm saying? Noticing something that's good that's working and being like, okay. Let's switch up the business plan and make it this. And having the wherewithal as a business person to do that is something that separates the people from make the people who make it from the people who don't, obviously. So, um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, like I said, you know, the early, you know, Toya Pinkney. Do you remember the first person you styled, the very first person hair you did, or you know, help um, style? So I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take y'all back, and then I'm gonna bring y'all up to speed. So in 2016, um, well, I'm gonna say 2014, 15, I was in a, I was a salon assistant to a well-known stylist at the time. Um, and she had a really big clientele, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, we had, had this conversation prior to about me becoming a hairstylist when I was assisting her. Um, and I was like going from, you know, I was temping and I like work here, my work here. And so she had this really serious conversation with me. It was like, won't you, won't you consider renting a booth and start doing hair? And so maybe about, I'm going to say about seven or eight months later, she was murdered. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's how I initially got into the industry um and it just happened kind of organically but it was mm. like the trauma of that and that was what you were talking about the trauma kinda, okay it, it just kind of it just kind of um propelled into that and so i found the salon um and i started doing you know people that was coming home from prison people mm. who were coming um out of uh recovery People who were recovering addicts, um, was doing kids. I was doing just about anybody who was mm. growing locks at, at the time. And I was a I was a natural hairstylist and a braider. So that's all I did. So I grew my business from just braiding kids' hair, twisting locks to where it is now. Wow. And um I decided to go back to hair school in 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had already had a clientele. I had established, uh, you know, I created a little full line and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So just those words that she gave me um, wow. after passing, it just, it really helped me to see beyond, you know, where I was and where I started. So I knew that I knew that I started here, but I knew I wanted to take it a lot further. And so that's what I did. Um, I created a product line in 2008. And, you know, I kind of played played around with it. And I would, you know, sell it at different little, um, you know, pop-up shops and hair expos and things like that. But, um, you know, 2015, I went to hair school and I was selected out of 300 students worldwide. I was one of 300. And I was able to be mentored not once but twice by some of the top celebrity stylists in the industry. And so them pouring into me, 
and them giving me inspiration and encouragement, it really helped me to set the bar of where I wanted to go. And so that's what I've been doing. I've just been, you know, staying focused, you know, and really trying to set an example. Because where I'm from, you know, you don't really see that a lot. Exactly. You see see stylists that are good in the area, but you never really see people in the area really surpass, you know, DMV, you know, and I'm something that was totally different nobody else is doing it like that mm-hmm. so that's why I set my my model up to be mobile where I could travel to people if they're at work if they are you know in their hotel they're getting ready for a big conference or a gala or they're getting ready to go on tv and speak or they're getting ready to do a podcast mm-hmm. I can get them ready for those particular events I'm in and I'm out you know, they got their service. I got paid. They had a great experience, but it's all in the comfort of them. So mm-hmm. I've, I've learned how to niche down on that. And it, it took a while, you know, and I, I, I still love being in the salon, but it's one of those things that I have been really praying about and mm-hmm. praying that I'll get the, the ideal client because I just moved from, from D.C. to Charlotte. So okay, I'm... Yeah, I'm praying What's about ideal? those What's ideal? White clients. What's that? What's ideal? The ideal client um, for me is like the client who's, you know, young, professional, on the go, that has to have a look. You know what I mean? Um, the mom who, you know, has to go to work and has to look professional. Those are my ideal clients, you know? So their image, you know, I, I help them with their image, what right. they what they look like, what they want to look like. Hey, 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 you know I'm pretty, prettier than this with my hat off. Okay. That's what I like. All right, Mike. Anyway. He does have some long, lustrous hair, but hey, we're not going to hey, get into tell that. Tell her I'm the most beautiful person, fat person I've seen like that. Anyway, <laughs> so Tony, you touched on a couple of things I want to. I'm gonna just go past Mike. You touched okay. on a couple of things that I that I want to talk about. First of all, like, um, so um, another reason that I do this show is um to to help to educate to you know help people move forward in their lives. And one of the things that we talk about a lot is uh change, evolution, and uh, part of that process uh, typically evolve, involves. Uh, mourning of some sort because you know mourning is not just um is not just about death but anytime something changes you know you go through a period of adjustment of mourning of whatever it is that you lose but um uh to be able to take it from an actual from a person passing and and take the lesson from it yeah and and, and get what you're supposed to from it is is um it's indicative of an, of an evolved mentality to be able to see the lesson in that because everything that happens in life, I believe, is a learning experience. And it better be. It better be. It, it, it better be. build you and set you up to be better than you were. Yeah. And so the fact that you were able to not only recognize that, but capitalize on it is huge. And one of my um, catchphrases, one of the things I always say is take that victory, man. That's dope. And so, like, Thank yeah, that's, that's amazing that you've been able to to build this empire. So one of the other things that you said that I want to ask you about, um, you talked about how you had already built your clientele and you were working and, um, and, you know, experiencing a certain amount of success, but you made a decision 
to go back to school. So can you talk a little bit about, even though you were, you already had your clientele, because some people would be like, look, I'm dope. I don't need nothing. Like what, what went into the decision to go back to say, let me learn to be better at this craft? Good question. Good question. You Thank know you. what? I went, when I went to hair school, I was, I was 35 years old. Mm-hmm. I was in there at that time. My son was probably, my, my son was probably like 18 at the time. Okay. He's about to be 23. So I was in there with, with kids that was my son age, you know, or they, they had just got out of the military or they were just trying to restart their career or just have something to do. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was like I had a I had a whole salon suite. I had a business. I was actually running a full clientele um, and I'm going to school full time. But one of my instructors told me to do what's necessary to set myself apart. Mm. You want to be the cream of the crop. You want to be set apart no matter where you go. Exactly. And, you know, life is going to happen. Things are going to, you know, you know, they're going to happen. Right. You got to know what your purpose is. And when she told me that, it, it had me thinking, like, what do I want to do? Because I, I, I still didn't know exactly what I was going to do and how I was going to do it. It just kind of happened the way it was going to happen and and Mm -hmm. one day I just I realized that my overall purpose is to be able to travel spend time with my family and to just be able to have that freedom and flexibility Mm -hmm. I tell people all the time like freedom and flexibility is the way so that's really you know how I just came to be I just set myself apart and I'm and I'm still doing that mm. but you know from 2016 up until now you know all of those different things it was because of that one thing that she said to me wow. and that really helped me yeah yeah that's dope you also mentioned um uh, about uh setting yourself apart you said, you said that a few times and uh, one of the questions that I had was you know, um, in this area and probably all over the globe, it's a lot of, you know, the, um, the beauty and grooming, cosmetology, uh, the, the, that, that um, job, that, that position uh, has, is, is saturated to a certain extent. It's competitive. It's a, lot it's of women. Yeah. Competitive. It's a billion dollar industry. It's so it's money. It's, so you say it's, it's money. money. It's the money. Yeah, but- yeah we, we all can eat. What happens is, we, we get, we adopt this me, 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 me mentality, mm-hmm. right? So right now, and I'm not even really doing hair. What you mm-hmm. see on my Instagram now is just, you know, me going through a transition, me healing from my own personal tra- traumas and trials and things like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not even talking about hair. Even though you can clearly see that that's what it is that I do, Mm-hmm. I'm, I am doing my own personal, my own, on my own personal healing journey. Mm-hmm. So whether I become, you know, a speaker or coach for, you know, hairstylists in the beauty industry, you know, mm-hmm. I've struggled with issues of mental health, those different things. So it's like, if, if hair is going to always be my passion, but I feel like there's a bigger purpose outside of that. Hair has mm-hmm. just been the platform that has gained me the, you know, sustainability and people know me for doing hair. So mm. Mm. that's what I hear. 
Yes. Guess what I hear? What you hear? I hear somebody might need to go back to school for some, uh, you know, psychology or something. Because what happens is, you need when I in a couple times that I've been in in insane asylum only twice. Okay. But it's only twice. Third time's a charm. Okay. You you find an individual that's listening to you is either hearing you or they're listening to you. And either way, they might not be doing either or. But you're not crazy, motherfucker, because I know the difference. Okay. And therefore, I'm not crazy. So so you might need to go ahead and go on back and, and, and hear some people because it's like you got something to uh, share more than just uh, the surface, the makeup, the hair. And, you know, it's, it's deeper than that, right? It, it does. It's layers. You know, it's layers to me. You know, it's layers to what it is that I, I have. And so now I'm on that journey to kind of peeling it back. Figuring it out. Yeah. 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 Um, figuring it out. And and so I'm glad that I've established myself with, you know, over over four hundred four thousand people that follow me. Um, so mm-hmm. they can really see the pure essence of what it is that I'm doing and how it has changed and evolved. You know what I'm saying? Right. So when I talk to women, when I talk to men I want them to see, especially in my industry, I really, I really want to focus on the people that we understand the same language. You get what I'm saying? Because it's a lot of us behind the chair that deal with mental health, Mm. heavy, heavy, substance abuse, verbal abuse, you know, and so... You know, even though it's our job, we got to have a place, a safe space for us because we've taken on everybody's burdens and listening to people's problems, but who's listening to us? You know right, what I mean? Right. So it's it's definitely been a, a, an awakening for me. Um, it's been a very uh, liberating journey for me. Um, mm. It's healing, it's refreshing. It's so many different things, but at the same time, I really feel like I speak to the people in my industry okay. you know, the, the most. And, and it doesn't doesn't take away from a person that's not in my industry, but that's who I really want to focus on. You know, we, we look at the talent, we see the, you know, the edginess, we see the glam and all of that stuff. You know, yeah, yes, I've been published in Vogue and Essence and all of that stuff, but I was at I was at a very shaky time when that happened. And this was just a few months back. I wasn't because it was so many things happening. Right. So many things happening back to back. We're in a whole global pandemic. You know, I thank God for my success, but I realized that those things, those things, I was really covering up a lot of insecurities. I was Mm. covering up a lot of hurt, a, a lot of pain. And people don't really talk about that, you know. People right, right. don't really talk about those deeper issues. It's like, like this. Keep it on the surface. You get too deep, it gets too eerie. I don't want to really yeah. I don't yeah. want to peel it back because then it starts to get real. You know, it gets real ugly. But healing is not pretty. It's yeah, not. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's yeah. Not. It's getting through that. That's the the essence of healing is getting through the ugly to get to the pretty, you know, so, yep. but, um, but I want to ask you, like, you, you mentioned a couple of things, again, I want to talk, um, a couple of things that I want to touch on, so, um, you talked about how, um, you know, the stylist 
while they're dealing with their own stuff behind the chair, they're also taking on the problems and listening. So um, that old, you know, um, idea that the hair salon is a place that women go, like that's almost like their therapy. They talk it out with their style and you guys almost become like therapists to people and, you know, hearing all the issues and it's like a community place. And I don't even know, like, um, you know, if it's as much with guys, like with the barbershop, to a certain extent, like we talk about stuff there, but, but um, I, I, I think, think so. you think so. Yeah, I, I, think. I, think that, I think that, you know, being in the beauty industry, your, your, your hair salons, your barbershop, we got our ears to the street. We know the fashion before you do. Right, we yeah. know what's going on with politics. We know what's going on with, you know, the street life. We know what's going on in media, social media. Now we have better. You better. You better. Yeah. So, you know, we we are the, we are your you know your doctors, your therapists, and things like that. Mm. You know your, you know your social worker. We, right. 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 We we got the hookup on this, or you know somebody mm -hmm. coming in the in the shop selling. You know, toothpaste and deodorant. You right. just all these different aspects. Yeah. Let me get that. Let me get that. Let me get that. You know, and so I've been able to, you know, I can speak from the standpoint of working in a hood salon mm. and a upscale salon. So I have, I have the understanding that perspective of both. Yeah. Of, of, of both. I, I, I've literally had the best of both worlds, and so right now where I am. I'm trying to learn how to bridge that gap, but I got to work on me so I can be able to speak to these groups of people as well as these groups of people. Yeah, well, we definitely um, uh, looking at your social media and, and you know, uh, paying attention to that. We I see definitely see that evolution and that metamorphosis happening within you. And, um, and it's dope. You talked about, um, you know, your, your healing journey that you're on and I, and I see your posts and things that you doing things like meditating or, you know, the little, um, the, the sayings and things or, um, the posts that you put out there, um, focused on, you know, uh, self-care and, and, uh, so, and healing and things of that nature. So, um, I know that things like that, you know, sometimes we don't realize how much we help others when we do stuff like that. Is that, do you think about that when you're posting it? Is it just for you? Or do you think about how much, like, there's always somebody that needs to hear what you're saying, you know? And so how much you helping? I am, um, I'm definitely posting more with intention. Mm. Um, and I'm definitely, you know, asking, you know, my higher being, you know, the most high God to, really direct me on um you know finding my tribe you know coming to a whole new city you don't know anybody I don't I don't know a lot of people here um I don't I don't have a clientele so it's just let me just be who I am and the people you know my vibe will attract my tribe you 100%, know so, yeah yeah. I just, I just be me authentically each and every day. You know, if I, if I'm, you know, slip up, I just get up, get up and do it again. Keep but I, I, I really, I really try to tell women like perfection is not permitted over here. So if you're looking for perfection over here, you're not going to get it. Right. You know, I make mistakes. Yeah. It looks nice and glamorous on IG, 
but it's not pretty, you know, and I always tell people that healing is not pretty. This journey is not easy. You have to do the work. And we see mm. people, you know, we see the reels and we see people hopping out of, you know, Teslas and flashing money and all of that. But it's like, okay, well, what are you really covering up? You right, know, right. talk about those things. But to answer your question, I, I really have been trying to be fully intentional when I post. And I've been getting a lot of DMs from women like, man, you really are encouraging and inspiring. Mm-hmm. So if if I'm reaching you like that, then I guess I'm doing my job. You know, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm reaching you in a in a pure way. And I want I want women to see that they don't have to try to find happiness in, you know, the job, the degrees or the boyfriend or or the, or the always catering to the kids. It's like you got to get back to you. Get back, to you. Yep. get back to you, sis. And that and that goes for men too. Yeah. I, really, I I celebrate the men who are getting back to them. And it's like being vulnerable. Not being a punk, not being soft. Get back to you. Yeah. As a man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can't be you can't be your authentic self for your children, your spouse, your work, if you not good to you pour into you so you can pour into others that's so that's you know, just to, just to kind of you're doing it you're doing it right now the shit for free that shit blowing me right now listen listen yeah. listen. Sorry, she's talking, she, she, you pour, listen you pouring into talking to my wife right now. you been talking to my wife no you you pouring into yourself right now yeah yeah but my wife is my wife she's very observant and she's like mike uh what about us you, you know what I'm saying? You know, because she see my love and my passion for the family. But when you don't pour into yourself, it's like you do become uh, I, 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 I right. overweight, out of shape, uh, under, 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 uh, you don't even have no motivation. You know what I mean? Well, well, let's, okay, so for a minute, let's unpack that because I was 230 pounds, right? So I've I've done I've I've done certain surgeries, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like back chunky again. Oh, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? So it's to a point now that when the weight fall off this time, it's because it's spiritual weight. It's me healing myself. Cause mm. really it's it's weight from issues that you never resolve. You know what I'm saying? And and that's what I realized. I was trying to you know, cut it off and do all these different things. So it's like now, let me just heal from within in the way to fall off. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's where I'm at right now. I, I'm not even trying to lose weight. I'm just healing. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I would just say, I would just say that start with you first. Unpack that. What's what's the deep rooted issue, and mm-hmm. then build from that. And I and I really think that your your wife will be very supportive of you in that and you will see a change in her behavior because you are her covering so now she's following you mm. so that's that will be what i give to you on on that that's just some free that's some yeah, free, that's free with you free guy you some free right you got free some free yeah i yeah. usually hear that i do i do that's... That was some free game for you. But yeah. <laughs> I'm grateful. 
Yeah, definitely, definitely, man. We, so, uh, again, you touched on a few things. Um, I want to circle back to because it's it's so much. But um, in in your process of healing and and understanding you, first of all, like um, uh, I try to align myself with people um, uh, who sound and 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 who who exude evolution and that's and that's what you like i, I hear that and everything you're saying like it's it's and and what i hear from you is someone who's who's been there and done the work you know what i'm saying like I'm doing, like I ain't, I ain't done all the work this is work it's work yeah yeah but but you've done some of it though and so that's that's what i wanted to ask you so um we talk about the healing journey and yeah. so the journey is from where you started to to where you're trying to get to in your opinion how close are you to to where you're trying to get to I'm in so the journey i'm so far away i got a lot of work to do okay i'm still unpacking you know right right i don't want people to think like oh she got it together i'm some trash sometimes <laughs> you know what i'm saying i'm not i'm not trash all the time but i'm some trash sometimes because <laughs> i know me so you gotta it's it's almost like the things that we've been conditioned to learn in school, from outside peers, the streets, you know, influences, social media, news, movies, we gotta we gotta unlearn those things to mm. relearn something different. So me being able to, you know, get to this point, I spent a lot of money, you know, I've gone to therapy, you know, personal and professional development traveling all over the place this this money gotta this money gotta work you know what i'm saying all these yeah. things that people have poured into me it's like now i gotta start implementing yeah. you know I, yeah. I'm, I'm in i'm in coaching coaching co courses and you know it's like now the things that have been told to me i gotta like utilize i gotta implement right, right. are you busy next week what you say are you busy next week She's probably, in North probably, Carolina. Probably so. When you find the same bat channel next week, and bring your ass on this show. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you guys, but no, I just want people to understand that. I think, um, I think a lot of times we we rush it. You know, mm -hmm. a long time I was really rushing the process, and sometimes when you rush things, you get a rush job. Right, right. You know, now it's like I wanna, I wanna do things organically. You know, when I meet people like y'all, real cool, laid back. I don't feel like I'm nervous. You know what I'm saying? Great. That's great. That's people great. Watching me, people watching me on my live, they like, or people who be watching the live, they are gonna be like, oh damn, you know. And it's like I'm a real person at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. I have, I have issues. I have things going on. I just, I just, I, I'm, I'm tired of the the cookie cutter. I'm tired. Mm -hmm. People, people yeah. respect you more when you are you. They Definitely. You Definitely. No facade. No facade. It's very authentic. We, yeah. we, sh we shattering the, the smoke and mirrors. I, I, I wish. I, that's my problem. That's my biggest problem. Because, you know, we, we say working professionally and doing different things on different levels. I, I put suits on. And I'm in there, and I'm not gonna stand there and bark with that cracking some more barking some more. We're number one. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna punch you in your throat, girl. <laughs> like, I'm not. I'm not. I think you so should be you. I think you should be you. 
I'm not, man. I'm, I'm not going. It's, it's not like I'm not. So I like this. I like this. You look comfortable in this. We we, we are. We comfortable now. But working, yeah. working in the working in the working field. You know, trying trying to communicate and and deal with. You spoke to it earlier. Uh, trying to relate, not fitting in. It's not that we don't fit in. It's that they blatantly from day one a one c nigga. And guess what? What happens is you piss me off, and I'm gonna show you, nigga. And it's like that—that's that, a light skin in me, perhaps. More so, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. And it's like, and, and, and it's like, so it, it works in certain fields. And certain, like I work in the, in the garage with with Dave Rubber, you know. Well, not now, but we work next to each other. But in the garage, it's a garage. You come in there with the bullshit. I'm gonna send your ass out with the bullshit. It is. It is. It's what it is. Mm-hmm. I, enjoy it. I really enjoy it, but. I understand. I love people. I love people. And I and I want us to do better. You know what I mean? So just start with you first. Like I said, take away, take away all of the distractions and just get get with you. Like get get by yourself. You know, once you do that and see what's really going on. Let me get let me get you got. I got one son. I have four. There's no I can't do number one, number two without Listen, bruh, when you go with listen, when you go to you go when you go to get your pack of roll-ups, let me just say that or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Using that. That's fine. Head to the park. Give yourself 30 minutes. No kids, no wife. That's your time. Yes. That's your time. That's, that's good advice, bro. You got 20. Now wait a minute. You got 24 damn hours in a day. If you can't get yourself 30 minutes going to go get a ginger ale from the 7-Eleven, I don't know what's going on. Now you making excuses. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, so like I said, that's some that's some real good advice. Do you, I'm giving uh, you game. I'm dropping you. For game. free, Mike. For free. I'm giving you free game, I said Mike. that earlier, Dave. Now, now I'm so, about to invoice you, man. <laughs> how to get a PO in this moment. What's your personal <laughs> <laughs> so Toya, um, you you like I said, like you said, you give it, you give free advice. Um, giving them some game. Can can you think of the best advice you've ever gotten in life and business and anything? The best advice that you've ever received from anyone in business. The best advice a business owner told me: never take nothing personal. Mm. Um, in life, in life. My mentor told me nothing becomes dynamic until it's made specific. Mm. Wow. I just gave you another bomb. Another- I'm, <laughs> man. I'm gonna have to we gonna, we gonna have to pay you something, bro. And, exactly. I'm, I'm <laughs> you, and these are my clothes. No, she said she sings, so that means she's white too. No, I, listen. Don't take it personal. Right. You got a song. You got a song. Just, just right. write it down and make it specific. And she got a song, Dave. She got a song, Dave. I don't. You got a song in her day. Dave, you play piano? I do a little something, yeah. I, I, uh, you know, I do music. Uh, like, all kind of music. I, I would like to. I just, need, I just need a little intro. I'll I make a little something for you. I need a little intro. I'll hit you up with something. Go for it. Woo, 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 woo. No, but... Uh, <laughs> I got you though, but you said um you you um mentioned like uh, when you said because I knew about the acting you know I asked you about that but you said you also uh, wanted to be a singer have you ever pursued that in any way? 
I did. I, I sang background um, for for um, you know a few little situations, and then I also sang at church. So we had a group um, back in the day called Anointed Praise, and I used mm-hmm. to sing at all the uh, apostolic and Pentecostal churches in the area. Okay. Um, and we and we were a small church, so whenever um, my bishop would have to preach, we would go to these churches and just sing. So. That's really where it started from. I mean, I've I've done the choir. I've um, I was, you know, I did vocal training for like seven years. I don't know where the training gone to. Same thing. You did vocal training. I'll get on the karaoke mic, but I like honestly, if if I wanted to, if I if I had the, if I could wave a magic wand, I would probably go back through vocal training just to Mm. get my voice where I needed to be. but yeah, I, I did some singing. Okay, so yeah. you had so you uh, have some skills in acting and singing. So I gotta ask you, starting with the acting, do okay. you have an all-time favorite actor, like somebody who you know, like your role model in acting, somebody you look up to, you really enjoy watching their work? I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, um, I'm gonna say Denzel Washington. I'm gonna say. Um, I, I, I love Denzel because he's about the him and Samuel Jackson, they're mm. they're they're so um they're they're about the craft first. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They've just been able to monetize it. But I just think that they are they they embody what actors really are. When it when it comes to that, they get into the role and you believe in you believe in the character. Yeah. So I'm yeah. saying those would be like my top two. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's a strong top too. That, that's yeah. dope. That's dope. Okay. And now on the singing side, do you have an all-time favorite vocalist? Somebody you listen to the song anytime, day or night, angry, happy, whatever. It's like your favorite vocalist of all time. So, you know what? I'm going to have to say right now, um, Murray is definitely in my top five. Mary J. Black. Mary J. Blige, she's definitely, but um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a go with um, I'm a go with Jasmine Sullivan, as vocals, cause she, you know, she does a lot of runs and riffs. Mm-hmm. Um, I like um, I I love Kim Burrell. Okay, singer, um, singers, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like I like people who can sing for real. Yeah. I mean, I like the Scissors and the Summer Walkers and the okay. Janae Echoes and all of them. But um, they kind of sing on a very surface level. I need you to have some depth. You know soul, what I mean? I need to know that you done went through something. Right, right, yeah. You know, and they haven't. I don't, I don't discredit them at right, all. Right, right, right. I think they are more so um, for this generation. But I would say um, Kimberell, I would say Mary, Jasmine Sullivan. I got a couple others, but those would probably be like, you know, just to name a few. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So if you weren't um a hair maven, okay, right now, <laughs> and I think I kind of know the answer to this based on some of the stuff that you said. Um, but uh, if if that wasn't your path in life that you had taken up until now, what do you think you would be doing? I would have been a mortician. I did not know you were going to money, say that. Money, money. No, no, yeah, yeah. Most, that's everybody, everybody got dies. to die. They got to live with a few when people. they do it. You understand me? Yeah, that's brilliant. How many times you been to Paul Bear, Dave? Uh, the few more than more than I'd like to For say. Me, you know what I mean? Yeah. And motherfucker uh, look good. Guess what? Somebody had to get paid to do it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's so, so is that your, is that your go-to later on? Maybe you know what I mean. You have the, you got the stomach and the and the gut for all that. You, you would you would you later on in life just go ahead and go to it, make some money, make the investment? Because you know, unfortunately, if you go in the city, if there's money. Well, I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, I'm gonna say I was I was probably about fourteen. Mm-hmm. Probably, I was probably like fourteen or fifteen years old when I seen my when I seen my first body. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, a lot of trauma, right? Right. And right. I believe too. But coming from a you know a, a high violence crime neighborhood, and you see that somehow you know your friends getting killed and you know, they was at the club and they got, you know, murdered and all of that. It was just like, I wanted to do something that could help my people in that way. That was my thought process back then. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. And so it was like, I want I want to work with the dead people. I knew that you could get a lot of money from it. Mm. And so I didn't know what all, what all came with it. I mm. just knew that that was something I wanted to do. And so those are things that I never really talk about. Is mm. That'll probably in the book, um, okay. you know what I'm saying? So, it's morbid. I mean, that's that's deep. I mean, so let me ask you it something. It is. It is. But to answer you your question, yeah. that's to answer your question. You asked what what would I be, be doing? Yeah. That's where it came from. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. What were we gonna ask, Mike? I smoke weed, so let me remember. Give me a second. Yeah, <laughs> you just said uh, I'm right, asking. I'm fucking with, fuck with, fuck with you. Shut up. Look, look, what's in her bottle? What she keep drinking? What she sipping on? It's water, that's juice. Oh no, this is some Lord. This a water. I gotta stay hydrated. That's a lemon juice. That's a lemon juice. The goal is to drink water and mind your business. Get on the live cast with y'all and pop it up. That's it. That's it. Um, when when we go into the main thing, that's one element of it. When you go into like you know like really caring about individuals that passed and what it means to the family and stuff. So I think that that's where it go go into because when you when you go into the inner city, most funeral homes are old. Yeah, because they're for a long while. And okay. it's like and you're grateful for them because they've been through what you're going through. Like I was uh, yesterday at my my best son's grave, you know, so over in Glenwood. So mm-hmm. it is what it is, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. So my question. There you go. You got it. You got it back. I was. I knew you was gonna get it. Here we go. (laughs) Shut up, Dave. All right. So here we are. We uh, 2021. The business is the the business is going where? We're mobile. We're not pre. We're not post pandemic. We might be going into another world of constant mask, constant protection. And now you're getting in people's mix. How are you protecting yourself from that? How are you doing with that? Are you all right? You okay? I mean, yeah, I'm good. I've, I'm good. I've, I've, I've managed to maintain and be COVID free. Um, I've had several close friends of mine contracted COVID nineteen virus. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely messed up. I'm suited and booted at all, all times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. very uncomfortable for me because again, I have to. I'm in a. I'm in an industry where I got to touch you. You we right in, 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 in you my face. I'm in close proximity to you. You cutting my nose hair, my ear hair, and shit. I don't know, know about that, Mike. I feel like you I do mean, that to sound. That's what they do. Pretty, I'm pretty close, but um, I would just say, you know, right now, 
um, because I'm not currently doing hair like how I was when I was in a DMV, I'm just going to let, you know, like I said, I'm going to let my vibe attract my tribe. So, you know, if people want me, they know how to get to me. They know how to click the link in the bio. They know how to look and see what my work is hitting on. Um, and I'm definitely looking forward to going digital on a lot of things, um, mm-hmm. you know, via teaching, educating on the skill sets and things that I've learned over, you know, this last 17 years, um, just showing people the ins and outs of what it is that I do, um, creating somewhat of a, I guess, like a curriculum so that people can learn different things, um, you know, if they decide that they want to go down that path. So if hair is not, if, if hair is not for me, then, you know, to God be the glory, um, he'll open up the door for me for, for whatever is next. Okay. North, yeah, North Carolina is a beautiful place, and it's it's, it's, it's beautiful, man. I'm just you know, I'm it tastes different. It's hitting different over here, you know. Yeah, I'm yeah. Shipping. I mean, can I ask where you are? I'm I'm sorry. I'm can in I ask Charleston. Yeah. I mean, it's the, it's something about when I was little, and mm-hmm. I went down there. My uncle is a marine. Okay. He's in, he's stationed in uh Camp Lejeune, Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I went, I went to sixth, I went to sixth grade in middle school down there. When I come from up here, okay, I go, I get kicked down there. You know what I'm saying? I'm down there. I'm like, sometimes I dream. He is me, like Mike. You know, I'm only last. That's my, that's my thing. But in, in, in the school, in the class, I ain't from there. I don't sound like them. I don't look like nobody. And what the fuck are you? Are you black? White Mike, what are you, what are you mixed? Most <laughs> it was like it was constant. It was it made me hate all of them, like all yeah. of them, like like it was like it made me hate and then despise. But you huh? know what? Can I just say this? Mm-hmm. Those those pains, mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta use those as bricks. Mm-hmm. That was a tool that I learned in therapy. Those like. You know, like how you said, I hated it. You know what I'm saying? That's that's from the gut. Mm-hmm. You use mm-hmm. it as a brick to build you up. You know what I'm saying? And I understand that. I was teased. I was the shortest one in the class. I had bubble eyes, all of that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, well, what? So now you use all of those things as 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 building blocks. Whatever you hated as a kid, use it as building blocks. I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to send Mike. I'm gonna have to send Mike your cash I got, app. You know what? I'm so thinking. Gonna, I, I got an invoice for you, Mike. Hey, I'm gonna send him your cash you app so he can send you a couple of dollars. So, uh, so I want to talk a little bit. It's about, a reason why I'm still blazing up. Anyway, so I, I want to talk a little bit about. So you've done two things um, that I uh, that a lot of people, uh, including myself, have been. Uh, you know, have thought about doing and, and and let maybe more fear or you just just uncertainty keep me away from it. One thing, um, you know, I do some acting, but stage acting, I've never done it. And it's simply because if you do like I've done uh, TV commercials, I've done a couple of little shows, you know, um, like background stuff. And then I've done a couple of uh, uh, more prominent parts. But anything yeah. on, you know, um, on TV or that's a production if you mess up, if you they can go back and do it again. When you're on stage, it's, it's, it's right tricky. there. It's instantaneous. It's raw. It's and, raw. 
Lights, camera, action. And that's one of that. That's something that honestly scares the hell out of me. Even though, and I would done, prefer you know, that. I would I was, prefer that. Dude. You know, I've done like, uh, you know, I was uh, rap for a while, so I've performed. I did stand up comedy. So, but it's you're something. Doing, no, no, whoa, 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 whoa! You're doing stand up. You're not. You didn't do it. That's not past it. You're still doing it, Dave. I did it once uh, anyway. But, um, but we're, yeah, so we're doing this. That process, just learning, you know, learning lines and being able to stand up there, uh, you know, and recite it and all that. Um, was it as scary as I think it is <laughs> when you're so, nervous? So, you know what? My debut, the, the very first time I did the show, especially at Howard Theater, we packed the place out. Mm. It starts with me. I am the, I start the whole entire wow. show, right? Mind you, this is all lip sync. So you gotta know the movie. The time, yeah, yeah. Them, your parts of the movie. So it's like, we're reenacting the movie via lip sync. Okay. So I am young be perfect. anime. Be perfect. Wow. I'm young anime. I'm oh, on the stage. It's the lights are beaming. Wow. I can't see nobody. They looking right at me. Mm. And it was showtime. It was it was showtime. And I was like, it's go time. And whatever, for whatever reason, when I'm in front of a lot of people, whatever I've been feeling leading up to that point, it just come out. And so wow. I I did a I I remember feeling a level of relief. It's almost like a relief for me after it's over with. It's like okay. you accomplished it. You killed it. You did right. what you needed to do. Yeah. And um, it's definitely raw. So right, right, right. It's not like no editing. You can go back and clean it up. It's What, what you see is what you get on stage. Exactly. But exactly. it's one of the best feelings. Um you know, the, my cast members, we all still stay in touch. And um, it was just a great experience. So that's what I would say. Um, it's When it's showtime, it's showtime. I'm afraid of what she described. Why you say that? Because I have kids and my heart and my soul and my children. And respectfully, I have a beautiful wife in her spirit. Like, I love my wife. Yeah. And I know the dedication that it takes to leave and do this. That, and but I I I, uh, I did a pantomime in like seventh grade, y'all. Okay. I was awesome. I was when it's showtime, it's go time. It, it, ain't, it, it, it ain't hard. It really is. It, I was like, I'm being myself, being in my skin. I'm not scared of you, somebody. He's scared, you motherfucker. I ain't scared none of y'all. And, and, and you me, when you speak of the lights, and you couldn't see nobody. Well, hell, it's just me. Let's roll. It's just me. That's what I'm saying. It's dark. I can't see. Oh, you couldn't nothing. even see them. Yeah, yeah. I ain't never. I'm so, I'm so fascinated by that process, though. Yeah, so she said the way she described that. I feel like I was. Yeah, yeah, you feel it, right? So, like, what kind what? of things did you do to like prepare? Like, what kind of uh, stuff did you rehearse? Goddamn it, she rehearsed. Besides she said she that, had like to get ready for that moment, song on point for everybody right, by like, hour. <laughs> she better rehearse. So I just had to, I just so I was in the so I was in the very beginning part. Um, so um, I had the choir sing. Mm. Um, and you guys can see that on um on my Instagram. I, they got some shots of me doing that. Oh, okay. But, um, so 
the choirs behind me, the choir instructor. We had to, you know, have some, you know, a little tussle and a little back and forth. But um, I just kind of embody how it felt being a little girl getting chastised. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I also, I understand how it feels to be pushed aside or not seen. Mm-hmm. I understand how it feels to not be heard. You know what I'm saying? So I use the my inner child, my you know, my inner self, my my younger self to embody the character. And so tapped in. I tapped in. Um and at that time I had hair. So my hair was pulled up in a ponytail and everybody was like, You look so young and <laughs> um, you know, you look you look like a little girl. And so I just tried to I really just tried to recreate, you know, a young girl, you know, trying to show her life, you know, that's dope. and that's, that's, where, that's where it came from. So, and, and uh, how old were you when you did that? Because you talk about looking young and. So let me see. This was probably about this. We had 2021. So this is probably like 2000 and maybe 2000, maybe 15. Okay. Maybe okay. like I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's like 2014 something like that. Yeah, yeah. But it was a great experience. Would I do it all over again? I probably would. If somebody if somebody hit me up and say we want you to play a part and we got a role, I would learn learn for it. See, I, uh, but would you come hey, to DC? Man, I do. Take, I'm take. doing some comedy skits right now. I wrote a series of comedy skits. I just finished the first one. Okay. So uh, yeah, man, I'm with you. I got something for you. I got something for I you. Mean, you know? Listen, I I, 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 lo- I love that part of the craft. I mean, I'm I'm into the arts, period. Okay. But um, you know, I I like to tap into different parts of artistry, not just hair. Um, you know, I I, I people say I'm funny, but I'm just being real honest. I ain't, you okay. know, I don't really think I'm like hilarious, but people think it's funny because it's it's real. Yeah. But if I yeah. got a part and if I can do it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I I love stage acting, but I mean, if the opportunity came about, I do it. Yeah, yeah, I got something for you. I'm gonna reach out to you. So, so the other thing that you did, um, that um, it's something that uh people sometimes don't get an opportunity to do, or sometimes that fear stops them is is relocating. So you you uprooted from where you were, and 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 moved to a whole new location. And, you know, so, um, first of all, and I don't want to get too personal. If, if it's too personal, you don't have to answer it. But with, with, can you talk about what went into the decision to, to leave D.C. and uh, move to? Charlotte. You said what? Moving to Charlotte? Yeah, moving to Charlotte. So I, get, I get asked that question all the time. Um, so, of course, you know, last year with the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, and I think, I think, I think that's when, I think when the healing process really began, um, because I couldn't work mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm like a crazy workaholic. I feel like I did a lot of hiding behind my work. That was your comfort it, zone. It was like my, like my safe haven. It's like right. where I'm really appreciated. Not saying that I wasn't appreciated on the other side of things, but I think I gave a lot of my career and my and, and what I did for a professional more attention. You know Understood. what I mean? Yeah. Because that's yeah. where that's where the that's where I was I felt like I was being fed. So mm-hmm. um 
um, pandemic hits, um, people are just, you know, all of these different things are happening. Everything is COVID, 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 They're like shoving it down your throat. It's really happening. You know, grandma passed or, or auntie passed, this person passed, people that you know. And when it started, mm-hmm. it went from overseas to California to Maryland. Right, right. To Northeast. Down the street, yeah. It, it was just so many things, and it was happening simultaneously. Right, right. So I think I, I, I think I, I, I think I fell into a depression. I think I had a nervous breakdown. Mm-hmm. Um, you really got a chance to see who you really were mm-hmm. in the in the lockdown. Um, got a chance to see who other people were in the mm-hmm. lockdown. Um, so now you can't really fake because you can't go nowhere. The whole world is locked down. So, right. so everybody who was stunting couldn't stunt no more. Right, right, right. Um, everybody who was faking and capping couldn't do it no more. Right, and I right. was just looking like, man, what am I doing? You know, I was like, yeah. am I capping? Am I faking? Am mm-hmm. I being fake? What am I doing? You know what I'm saying? Because we'll scroll. You know, mm-hmm. out of boredom or just seeing what people doing, being nosy in the comments or whatever. I'm only talking about myself. I ain't talking about nobody else. But what? But that being the case, I said to myself, I'm getting ready to turn 40 years old. I have been effing up for the last 15, 20 years of my life. I've been trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. What if I just up and left and I was toiling with it you know back and forth and then my brother um, right under me he had his first baby hmm. so I'm FaceTiming my nephew every single day I'm like oh oh my god and then my other brother um, he was getting ready to have a child hmm. and so I came here and um, I came here and um, for Thanksgiving and fell in love with my nephew Mm. I was just like, I just feel like there's a sense of longing for family, mm-hmm. you know, bonding with my siblings and recreating my own narrative, rewriting the story for myself, you know, and just really um, giving my nephews um a, a better version of myself, giving my son a better version of myself letting my brother see how I've evolved. And so my 40th birthday, I said, I'm moving to Charlotte. It's maybe the same. So that was like the, I think that was like the turning point for me Mm. being in a pandemic. It was like, I'm turning 40. What am I going to do? It was like, I was, I don't even have no hair. I was feeling like I was pulling my hair out because I know what I want to do. So um, I made the move. I'm happy I made the move. It's scary, but I really feel like it's it's going to be worth it in the long run. Um, I'm enjoying it. It's a great it's a great experience. A great city. Charlotte, um, I've been coming. The whole area is. So yeah, they need me. I think they need me here. I think that yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's dope though, man. You like a superhero, man. You you do fearlessly that. making these moves, and um, and it's so yeah. interesting, man. What you said about um, you know uh turning 40 and kind of looking at your life and the um 
the idea of uh, your, your, you know, the perception of yourself as opposed to what people see, because yeah. looking at, you know, all that list of accomplishments that I read in the intro and all of that stuff. And, you know, you would, you would assume from looking at all that, that you're, you know, in a great place and you're fulfilled and all that, but you still have, you know, dealing with this type of inner turmoil. And I think it's, it's dope to be able to express that. So people understand that it's not, they're not alone, that everybody deals with those feelings of inadequacy, of what the hell am I doing, of where's my life going, things like that. And it's okay to feel that way. And, um, you know, just just making the effort and, and taking those steps towards healing is so dope. I'm so glad that you, you know, are sharing all of this with us because I feel like it's helping, you know, somebody. And that's, you know... Um, that's where the magic happens that day. Yeah, definitely, definitely. People need to see you at your worst so they can really appreciate you when you at your best. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, or, or understand that there was a worst. I don't know if they need to see you, but just understand the journey because they see you. I know what she means. And that's what I'm saying. Not see you as it. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like yeah. you get highlights from, you know, still be transparent, but just show people like there was a downtime. There exactly. was a time exactly. when there wasn't no clients. There was a time when I was, you know, I was figuring it out, shampooing for other stylists. I don't have no problem with humbling myself in that way. Right, another right. person may not feel like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Getting another job, doing something totally different or outside of your comfort zone. You got to do what make, you know, you got to do what works. Mm-hmm. But some people don't tell that part of the story. It's like, oh, I just went from here to here. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, that ain't my story. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm from Southeast DC. I'm from the project. I come, yeah. I, I got it out the mud. So you gonna see how we got it out the mud. Yeah, Period. yeah, all of us are. So you know, even Aisha had to step out. She had a, a work call, but she's on. She's from South Carolina, but the hood in South Carolina. So, but uh, but we all from the, you know, but all you know, the, just but so everybody's it's, it's so. not from the hood though. Everybody's not from right, the right, hood. right. Right, right. But I just I want to speak to that that individual that can relate. Not right, to- and that's what I was saying. You know, what, you know, what irritates me is, is like I'm tired of the badge. Like I don't I don't wear the badge. I, I don't I understand. Huh? What badge is that? Uh, like like you know like I don't carry it as a shield. Like that's my protector. That's my armor because that's my go to because. It's I'm not I'm not of the hood or from the hood. That's where I come from. That's where I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and it's it's what I know because I know it. I, I we we've survived it and 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 I still love it. I I, I I'm never gonna like apologize for loving it because it's not whether it's me or not. It's it is what the fuck it is. I mean that's what what it was for me and is for me and my kids. They have no idea. No idea. I mean, they got no idea what a can with a pig on it means. They have no idea. That's, that's the beauty in it. I I, cre- I create the narrative for my for my legacy. So my nephew right. don't even have to deal with that's that. No, that's the goal. That's the goal. That's the goal. So when I say, when I'm saying it that way, they don't know what that looks like. They don't know what a candy lady is. They don't know what an ice cream truck mm-hmm. is. I mean, not on. Not the ones that sell roll-ups. No, I'm right. in Congress, you did. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm, I, I, I just always, and not even, 
glorifying it, but just speaking. It's a beautiful thing. I love that goddamn go- <laughs> I, yeah, I just speak to I just speak to I speak to those individuals who understand that particular struggle. Because I know exactly. they, they had that struggle. You know what I'm saying? But they had other struggles. Right, but right, struggles right. Are struggles, no matter how exactly. you, them, you know what I'm saying. So. That's why I say it like that. But I'm mm. never gonna, I'm never gonna highlight and be like, oh, it started here, and then we went here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's some bullshit. Right. It, it was a journey. It was a journey, and the beauty oh, is in the journey, the the process, all of the lessons absolutely. that you get, invaluable lessons. I see you see people, um, you know, doing the same thing, you know, banging their head against the wall trying to figure something out, and they keep, you know, uh, they're not not learning the lesson. From the actions, and so they keep going through the same cycle over and over Stop again. Talk about like, me, Dave. Stop, well, Dave. Hey, look. I mean, you know, if the shoe fits. I know, I know what you mean. That's why we gotta. That's why people like you and I might gotta break the cycle. It's right. Because, you know, because that that's what we were in the cycle. Yeah. So it's like at some point. When do we get off the hamster wheel? I'm tired, of, I'm tired of being on the hamster wheel. Tired of the rat race. Tired of this shit. I'm that, sick of this that's shit. What I'm recreating the, the recreating um a different dynamic for yourself, me. Mm-hmm. You know, recreating the narrative, rewriting the story. You You're know? the author of your story. Yeah. Like, look, I'm 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 tired of that. What does yeah. this look like? Because I see people actually living their best life. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, when is, when am I gonna live my my damn best life? You know what I'm saying? When is it gonna happen for me? So it's like you gotta start doing some unpacking, really. Like I said, going 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 back to what we talked about in the in the beginning of the conversation, that healing mm-hmm. journey. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Getting it down to the core of what's important, figuring out what you want, figuring out what it is that you want to you know leave behind. And, and really, ultimately, how do you want people to remember you? Right, right, right. How you want people to remember you is how you need to recreate the narrative. So that's what exactly. I'm doing now. Because that's your question. That, go ahead, Mike. How many, how many of your clients, respectfully, do you really wish would absorb that? And, and there'll be so much all for the better. Is it all of them? Is it, give me a percentage. Because some folks just want to be made up for the moment. And some folks... I like say, really need to be made feel good, and and they're not good no matter what you do to their head, their neck, their tail, and it don't even matter. I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a good eighty five percent, man. Um, you know, I've 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 seen everything from, you know, people having to, um, you know, go through divorce, mm-hmm. children graduate, marriages, um, you know surgeries, you know, um, illnesses, recovering from, you know, um, after remission, things like that. You know what I'm saying? I've seen some really deep, dark shit, you know, not, not the, you know, but seeing those things and trying to help them to repair it, it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work. So yeah, you can put the, you know, you can you know, put the facade on, but are you really, do you really feel good on the inside? What does the inside feel like? You know, I can put this makeup on, but what do I really feel like? I mean, I'm good with my makeup. Up. Yeah. Make up. <laughs> if, I take, if I take this makeup off, 
I'm still me, but I had to get to that point. And right, I really yeah. wish that clients and just people in general just get back to the basics, like get mm-hmm. back to the core level. I mean, it's like we gotta, we gotta, we got to disassemble these facades, man. The mask is on real tight. And so yeah, that's yeah. all I can say about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to your point, like eighty five percent. I'm gonna say more. I can say more because we oh. talking about this is this disassembling of disassembling of facades. Yeah. I have three oh. little brown. I have three little brown girls. Yes. All of them are beautiful. It's irritating as shit because I know what you do with beautiful girls. Yes. You know, and it's like, but they're all and they're all different, unique and beautiful, intelligent, and ultimately. The, there, I, 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 there's no facade in this house. No. Well, that's good. It's a, it's a dime. Your beauty is a dime a dozen. What's inside your heart, and your soul? That's what makes you beautiful. And guess what? Your titties and your ass are a dime. I can buy those for you or someone else or from someone. It's not a problem. Who are you? And and that's it's fucked up because you. I don't think you said that to your son. I don't ever tell my son that. Hey, look, don't buy those. Packs, you know what I mean? What you tell them, you know what I'm saying? My son told somebody uh, a couple weeks ago who put a knife on him. He said, uh, you need a bigger knife. I said, you need to shut the hell up. It don't take about three inches in your big ass. They put, you know what I mean? We got kids that's going through some things. Right okay. Now. Yeah. No serious we got to continue to pray for our, you know, our youth, our young people and things like that. But just continue to pour into them and, ele- you know, elevate them. And, and edify them each and mm-hmm. every day. Let them know that they are loved, they are cared for, um, that they're beautiful, that they're pretty. You know what I'm saying? It's not a lot of women out here that are being edified by a man and seeing their dad present. So for you to even be present with your amazing wife and, and loving on your beautiful daughter. I see, his, I see his, in, his inbox told me that. Oh. This 14-year-old little girl is beautiful. What? And she got her hoodie zipped down and her bra out. I'm like, mommy, I want to recover the phone and the number and call her parents. And you know, that's where I'm at with it. You know, I'm dealing, you know, I, I I want to address her because I'm like, I think you should. Yeah, it's difficult. Yeah. It's difficult. Yeah, that's, that's, like, that's like, a tough like, I found this, I found <laughs> this in his that's phone. Feeling, but I think I found this in his that's where I'm at with it. Like I'm, I'm re- I need to go holler him at, at her mom because, or her dad because, forget is she beautiful. I need her to understand. He he, he put this in he, it's in his phone. He got it out of a group chat. Mommy, everybody's seen this. Baby, you don't gotta do all that. Like yeah, it's a lot of that going on. You though. gotta do you all know. that. Like man, he's, like you worth more. You and she's not my daughter. It's like I know, and so I'm trying to put something in him to where I find it in his phone. He's 13, and I'm gonna tell you, man. You know, who knows? Respectfully, Dave, when there's a duality in parenting, the notion that you're not checking your 13 year old phone is fucking blasphemous to me. I'm like, yeah, well. It's not their phone. But to your point, it's such a double standard, though, because boys can get away with so many things. 
No, we haven't. Yeah. I know what you mean. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. It's more acceptable, isn't it? Boy, mm. no. From a, and listen, it's more. It's it's more single moms than you present. So let's start right. right, right, right. Yeah. So let's so let's take you out of the equation. If if it was the roles were reversed, I'm just saying in most families, in most cases. Unfortunately, you're right. Unfortunately. The boy will always get the pass. The girl will get the rebuttal and why are you doing this or the scarlet letter. All of that. Yeah. All of that. So that's the point that I'm making. To 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 the point of you keep edifying your babies, your girls, your daughters, even your son, um, just to let them know that they are loved and they are amazing and things like that. That's the realty. Ultimately, that's the difference too, right? That's- I would definitely check in with the with the young lady's parents because it's inappropriate. Number one, and she needs to be checked. The child. Okay. I'm afraid yeah. for her. I'm afraid for her because I, I this is not my this is not my first go around with teenage girls. My son has siblings who are older than him. You know, by a decade. Mm. Who who uh you know. They're awesome kids. They love their little brother, but you know they made some bad decisions here soon, here lately. So it's an awesome dynamic. It's a process we all going through, and I share it because, like you said, it's real. You, you, it's it's real. It's going through. We all going through something. For sure. And yeah. so, with that being the case, you'll be able to help some other parents that have yeah. that same issue with their son or their daughter because exactly. you've already. You've already gone through the. You're going through the process. And I'm not in jail. If I go to jail, but see, that's what we said. We we don't want you going to jail. Trying to keep you out of jail, Mike. You understand? You understand? Like you know, if somebody messes, when somebody messes your child, for sure. Where you going? I raised my hand. It was me, Your Honor. I cut their head off and gave it to their mother in their lap. Come on, man. But uh, but yeah, I mean that's that's the whole thing. Anyway. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's Mike's really a teddy bear. He's not a. He's just, he's, 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 I'm, a father. I'm a father. I'm a father. I, I'm yeah. very protective because of where I come from. Yeah. If my, if yeah. my child do wrong, I'm gonna give you the head. That in your, I'm gonna give you the head in your life. But no, but if my child, you don't bring no harm to my children, man. So. So with that being said, I think uh, the the weed is getting to Mike right now. So that lets me know it's time to uh, <laughs> to, to wrap it up, man. Thank you so much. This has been such a great conversation. Um, Did you have fun with you yourself? Oh yeah, this was dope, y'all. Man, thank so you, dope. Thank you yeah. for making me feel relaxed. As I told him last night, I was like, "Dang, I'm scared." Yeah, yeah. Put she, you back next week. Can we have her back next week? She's not busy. But uh. Yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it. But uh, we have other guests coming on. Mike's trying to uh, produce the show now. But um, but yeah, man, like I, like I said, uh, you know, in our uh, Instagram conversation uh, last night, man, it's just, you know, it's, it's, we try to create a fun atmosphere. But I, I want to also emphasize how, um, how important you are, how important your story and your journey is to be heard and be told and how much help... Um, and and uh, education, it can it can be for someone who needs it. There's someone out here who needs to see you and hear you say the things that you're saying, um, because you know it's a lot of people going through you know things that we'll never know about. And you know your words, and that's why you know when I saw like your your Instagram posts and stuff like that, 
and how you, um, you know, you focus on self-care and self-preservation and, and, and evolution. And that's what really uh, drew me to it because that's so needed and important right now. It's, it's a balance to a lot of, cause it's, you know, so much out there, you see all the stuff out there, you know, um, that is, that people are privy to that people, you know, see every day and that kind of stuff wears on your psyche. So to have that balance, to have somebody saying, no, take the time for you, make sure you straight, uh, you know, like I said, we're showing you, yeah, yeah. Setting them, setting healthy boundaries and just, you know, um, and working to, to be the best version of yourself. And so that's dope. It's, it's, it's not in vain. It's recognized. It's appreciated. And, you know, I know you probably don't do it to hear it, but I want you to hear somebody say thank you. You know what I'm saying? So thank you for everything that you do. So with that being said, there's two questions I ask everybody that comes on here. So before we go, I have to ask you, the first one is, if you had an opportunity to talk to, you know, in the beginning of the interview, we talked about Lil Toya Pickney. If you had an opportunity right now, everything you've been through, every all the wisdom you gained in your life, if you could go back in the time machine and talk to, let's say, 10-year-old Toya Pinkney, yeah. what would that conversation be like? What would you say to her? It's okay. You're going to be fine. You are safe now. Mm. You are loved. You are appreciated. You are accepted. You are a queen. Um, I, would, I would just tell her she's safe. She's protected. Hmm. I would say that. That's a, that's a powerful word, safe. Because, yeah. I mean, you know, everybody wants to, you know, even, you know, I talk about um, the, the little fears I have of, like, the stage acting and the, uh, the, the relocation and things like that. And, I mean, it, it all comes from that need for safety. So that's such a powerful message. That's deep. That's deep. And uh, so the second question that I ask everybody, so you've done, um, you know, uh, the stage acting, you've sang, uh, you know, in church and different places. You've, uh, you know, you're a, a hair maven. You've uh, had people seeing you do your job. You've had been in a lot of situations where there are a lot of eyes on you, where people see you. When people see Toya Pinkney, what is it that you hope they see? Somebody who's persevered, like, through adversity, through hardships, through loss, through wins, um, you know, being a teen mom, having a son with special needs. Like, I could use all of those different aspects as an excuse, but there are no excuses. So I would just say, you know, an overcomer is what I would like for people to see somebody who's overcame adversity and that's still overcoming adversity, but that's what I would like them to see. That's 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 yeah. Yo, man, your, your light is bright and beautiful and it's meant for so much. I see so much good stuff for you, man. And I'm so glad that we had a chance to have this conversation. Thank you. I know you are busy and you're doing a lot. So I so appreciate you. you taking the time to come hang out with us tonight. Uh, thank you for having me i appreciate this guys this was great um it's great to see um young black kings out here doing their thing and just you know allowing me to come and just share my story how it all started where it's going where i'm at right now um a lot of people have been on back and forth on my on my ig and facebook but Mm -hmm. i'm definitely excited um to see more of the show as it evolves. Um, yeah, yeah. We'll call you day 
Mike, keep doing your thing, Mike. Thank it you. was a blessing to meet you and talk to you. I, you. I pray that you continue on your journey. And I just send nothing but peace and blessings to you guys. Thank you so much, man. With that being said, on behalf of myself, Super Dave, a.k.a. Mr. Incredible, my brother, Just Mike, Aisha, who had to step out, and our illustrious guest, the incomparable, beautiful uh, vessel of, of evolution. And, and I'm just trying to think of good stuff. Oh, wait, wait, no, no. The hair maven. Miss Toya Pinkney. God I did like, it. <laughs> I God did that. God did it. Yeah. God did that. I get no glory. I get no credit. I give all praises to the Most High. Amen. Thank you for having me, Dave. Y'all have a blessed night, and um, I'll be tuning into the show. This I is appreciate your platform. So much. much success. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you, guys, you. for watching another episode of Neighbors Livecast. We'll be back next week with more uh, interviews, more entertainment, more education, and more fun. Take care of yourselves and each other. Have a great week. And uh, keep growing, keep shining, keep grinding. Good night, guys. Good night.